You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Samantha, and Rebecca. We hope that you're staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 876, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that all of us in the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. So if you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Rebecca, Samantha, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So contact one of us today. So hold on tight. There's a lot of information in this podcast. We're going to try to cover it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you're going to be at Disney World or Disneyland before the end of the year, we have lots of information, so make sure that you are taking notes. The fireworks at Disneyland didn't go as planned last Friday night for their holiday show, Believe in Holiday Magic. It debuted on Friday night, and it was set to be filled with sprinkling snow and sparkling lights. However, not everything went as they planned it for the first performance. According to Mouse Info, the fireworks were super off and severely cut down in the amount of pyro that they had. The biggest change was that the finale fan of pyro was super late. The final series of fireworks exploded above Sleeping Beauty Castle seconds after they would typically go off on time with the emotional climax of Believe in Holiday Magic. The good news is that there are plenty more chances to catch the full show done right. Believe in Holiday Magic will be performed on a nightly basis until January the 7th. 2024 fireworks like why that's like breathing for disney so it's confusing why it would have been off yeah it would have been terribly disappointing if you would have been there that night and that would have been you know your one time to see it live especially when they test them it's not like they just throw them out there and say good luck i mean they are testing the products before that is so disappointing I mean, when you're waiting that long for fireworks and then you're like, and what was that? Especially that late, if you got like little kids and you're keeping them up just away from the fireworks and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, there were fireworks, right? It's just not yeah. as much. Not the, you know, probably what they saw the next night, you know, yeah. people posting videos or something. <laughs> hmm. It just seemed like they were disappointed. Well, speaking of disappointments, great number of factors can be attributed to Disney's lackluster performance over the past few years. I was just reading a post about this today. Like people are just saying they're so frustrated with like the Disney magic. Some of it has gone. And of course, we here on the podcast don't feel as though the magic is gone. Has it changed some? Mm, yeah, it has. Um, but there's a lot of different reasons that people like to point the finger. So maybe it was COVID and the chain it could have been the changes of leadership. You know, JPEG era. Ooh, that was rough. A lot of people blamed a lot on JPEG. Um, some people are frustrated with the woke direction of the way that Walt Disney is doing some of their um, their films. And so there's lots and lots of different blame games going on here as to what is happening. However, 
seems like maybe there's more of a core issue. When Bob Iger came, we were all super duper excited thinking that he was going to change everything. But the fact of the matter is that despite his efforts and intentions, Iger is completely in over his head. Like that's the hard reality of it. He's been thinking more like a businessman and less like a showman, something Walt Disney himself could always balance. Even the great Michael Einzer knew how to play to an audience and Disney has clearly forgotten its roots. There's one thing that all of the movies that have flopped recently have in common. They lack the passion that the other movies had. Critics think that the movies that were flopped were created by marketing, not by the artists, like all the successful Disney Pixar movies had been in the past. So whatever the reason is, we just hope that Disney gets back to what it's best at before it's too late, because they are having way too many flops. Um, Where before, if it was a Disney film, if it had that Disney title, you knew it was good. And now, not the case. Holding on tight for Wish. I saw they were promoting it today on Good Morning America. So it was nice to see, you know, now that the, you know, the stripes are all over that they can promote it because it looks like a cute movie, but I just never really saw too much of it, you know, with everything going on. I also saw an article that talked about um, Wish has a villain, a true villain in it. And mm-hmm. that some of the recent Disney movies, which is true, have lacked a true villain and that people mm-hmm. love a lot of the Disney movies because of the good, the, the good versus the evil. And so the maybe Wish will bring that back. I don't like who the evil person is because he's really cute. Oh, yeah. From Princess, uh, the Princess Diaries. But, you know, hey. I also think that Inside Out 2 looks super cute because anxiety is adorable. (laughs) Maybe he shouldn't be, but he is. (laughs) I need to watch some previews or just some TV of some sort. The funniest thing, Stephanie, is when he shows up, he's like, a lot of baggage. But yeah, fine. (laughs) Oh, sounds like me. (laughs) I think I'm going to connect with him. (laughs) When Walt started envisioning the parks, he wanted it to be a place that families could go and have a great time making memories. In doing this, he didn't have alcohol in the parks. While we know things have changed over the years, the media coverage has reminded us lately why Walt didn't want alcohol in the parks. There have been a lot of people getting very intoxicated and doing dangerous and not too smart things in the park. Not to mention how many families have watched guests that have overdone it get sick in lines and on the transportation. Drinking around the world showcase is a well-known thing, but Disney is trying to stop the belligerent intoxication. Disney is raising the prices of adult beverages in hopes of stopping people from overdoing it and possibly stopping the crazy, rule-breaking behavior. We don't know if this will work, but we do know that Disney's adult prices are cheaper than their competition, Universal and SeaWorld. I guess time will tell. I can say I saw someone take a bet for a couple thousand to jump off the little bridge in Italy and Epcot into the water. Yep. Saw that. And banned for life. That to me, like this reasoning right here for raising the prices for alcohol makes me laugh. Like they're trying to pretend like this is to keep people from getting drunk. And I feel like this is just a reason to raise the prices and try and <laughs> paint it with a pretty picture and be like, it's it's for the better for everybody. I mean, they're acting like the prices are cheap. They are not no. cheap. Like, I mean, I bought a $23 margarita. Right. There's nothing cheap about that. Right. So just because you raise it, another like people do it anyways. They spend a fortune doing it. It doesn't matter what the price is. They're going to keep doing it. There's not a happy hour drink around the world. That would be. <laughs> that would be glorious. Right. Like it is 
expensive to do it and people save up for it anyway. So they're just going to spend more and still do it. They're just going to be drunk and broke, but they're still going to be drunk. Unfortunately, true. So that just made me laugh. They're like, oh, we're raising the prices for alcohol for a good, it's a good reason. (laughs) It's a good reason. No. Why don't you just cut them off? Yes, exactly. Because you know what? That wouldn't get them more money. That's why they're going to continue to serve them. That would, if they didn't offer them or if they had to cut them off, that means that they're not going to collect that $23 that margarita. Right. Exactly. Well, you may remember that at D23 2022, Amy Poehler announced that they are making Inside Out 2. This movie will focus on Riley as a teenager and all the emotions that entail. At present, and despite industry-wide delays due to Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTA, strikes, Inside Out 2 is scheduled to open summer of 2024. On June the 14th, Inside Out 2 will see the return of Amy Poehler as Joy, Phyllis Smith as Sadness, and Lewis Black as Anger. While Disgust and Fear are back for the Inside Out sequel, Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader will not be returning to voice their respective roles from the original film. Reports surfaced last September about a potential contractual issue being the reason that this pair has not returned for the Pixar movies with a matter of pay being alleged by outlets. According to one report, Saturday Night Live star Amy Poehler was receiving $5 million to voice Joy plus bonuses while Kalig and Holder were only earning 100000 for their parts with no bonuses. So joining the original five emotions are new ones, including Stranger Things star Maya Hawke as Anxiety, who appears for the first time in the new teaser trailer. The trailer has amassed 157 million views in 24 hours, which has beaten out the previously held record of Frozen 2, a nineteen a 2019 trailer. We look forward to this movie and hope it is a blockbuster for Disney. And like I said, the previews look adorable. Man, I feel like one of the only people who hasn't seen the preview, apparently. No, I, I haven't seen I it. Haven't. I have to say, though, I understand why they're not very happy because... I do, too. Mm-hmm. That is a huge money difference. Huge. Five million dollars? Five million wow. and they get a hundred thousand. It's one thing if not that even five hundred thousand is close, but a hundred thousand and no bonuses, that does not seem right. And I mean I do have to say I've heard her name and not heard the other people, but still. Well, Mindy Kaylin was on the office. She was Kelly. And she was a writer on the office too. And then she had the Mindy project, like and Bill Hader with uh SNL. These are stars that have been around. And it's it's like a slap in the face to them almost. That's not even close. That's probably 100000 probably some of the bonuses she gets. Although I'm still thinking 100000 is like a slap in the face to us teachers over here too. Like, oh, you're the voice of somebody. Like, you just have to sit in a chair and read something out loud. You know how many things I read out <laughs> loud to my students all day long and I don't get paid <laughs> jack for it. I'm thinking I'll take $5 million to teach children all day or sing songs. Even take the 100 We'll take 100000 yeah. yeah. I'll take that, yeah. It would be interesting to see how much the new actors are going to get paid. True. Mm. The new emotions. They're going to entice them by coming on. Who knows? Yeah, because Maya Hawk from Stranger Things, I'm sure, has a nice salary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably does have to get more. So here's sad news. According to the official Disneyland website, Imagine Key Holders can 
not make any reservations throughout December, blocking them out of the parks at Disneyland Resort. The lockout dates even run through the start of January 2024. A key holder that was a key holder in 2022 is very confused because he knew that he made reservations and went to Disneyland Parks last December, and he's wondering why that's changed this year. It's a good rule of thumb to ensure you are checking the lockout dates for your desired annual pass. That way, you won't be surprised by the news of not being able to enjoy the Christmas time season at the Disney parks, but I'm sorry that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Did the small print where you couldn't see it or what? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Did they, was it announced ahead of time and like maybe like hidden and then they just came out with it because that's, it has to have been, they can't just suddenly say, oh, we're actually not going to let you in the park for December and January. Maybe they made it vague, you know, vague. that There's going to be blackout dates, but right. they didn't specify. You would think they'd have to throw them like a random Tuesday or something. Yeah. You can't, they can't just say none. It's crazy because they just had that lawsuit that they had to pay people back because they blocked stuff out and they didn't know about it. Well, and they're even running it through the beginning of January. So you couldn't even catch the holiday shows after. And it's not even like the parks are at capacity. Mm-mm. So, like, why? What's the point? Have people in the park spend money. Right. Control. It's just so bizarre. Well, on a happy note, the very first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party of the season was this past Thursday on November the 10th. Um, and, you know, one of the special things about the Very Merry Christmas party is that snow falls on Main Street USA during that highly attended ticketed event. It is beautiful. I have not been to this event myself, but I do watch the videos to watch the snowfall on Main Street. It's, it is something to see right there. Um, just like any other ticketed event, the party is going from 7 to midnight on select nights. This is going to be November 9th through December 22nd, and ticketed guests can enter the park at 4 p.m. The tickets are between $159 to $199, depending on those dates. There are actually a few dates that aren't sold out yet, but typically the closer dates to Christmas sell out first. Something that's different as a holiday is that the once upon a Christmas time parade and Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks can be seen December 23rd through 29th during regular park hours. So it actually isn't going to be exclusive to the party itself. However, the parties will be over by then, so... So they're just going to continue to do a little bit of Christmas celebrating right That there. is one thing that I always thought was weird is the parade was exactly the same, where when you go to Mickey's Not So Scary, the parades are completely different. Yeah, it's like something special. Mm-hmm. Only you get. You're paying that money, you should have. Yeah. You still get a bunch of like special character meet and greets and stuff like that. I love but... the Christmas party. We did it in 2019 and it was hot as can be. So it did not feel Christmassy at all. <laughs> Um, but it was a lot of fun seeing the characters, seeing them like in holiday attire, just like, you know, I remember Belle, she was in like a really pretty red velvet dress. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, uh, I liked seeing that. And it's just so nice when they're not so crazy in the park. Right. You can get on the rides. You got to go around, get cookies. And my sweet tooth would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was there on the 10th and they had posted a picture and one of the floats was missing the people like it was just a A float with no people (laughs) and they said the music was blaring and they're like what was supposed to be on here because it's empty (laughs) but it's still in the parade that's hilarious i wonder what happened yeah i don't know 
I'm gonna have to watch like a video of a different night to see what that what was supposed to be on that parade or the float. <laughs> Disney's Hollywood Studios is bringing back the enchanting "It's a Wonderful Shop" now transformed into a delightful Santa meet and greet location. From November 11th to December 24th, 2023, Santa will be on hand to spread holiday joy. The meet and greet sessions with Santa are scheduled at Disney's Hollywood Studios during three time slots, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., and 7.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. What a great place to have your child's picture taken with Santa. It's located on Grand Avenue near Pizza Rizzo and the Muppets 3D. That's becoming a happening spot. Do you guys realize that? Mm-hmm. About time. I mean, it's literally a deserted area back there. We've been saying they need to do something with it. So there they go. Mm -hmm. They're listening. They are listening. Scary. They need to open more shops back there too. Yes. Yeah. Because that used to just be a Christmas store. It was a sweet little shop back there. And then they also had like, I think just like a merchandise store Mm -hmm. back there. And there's nothing now. No. Last summer we ate at Rizzo's actually, and there's nothing back there. We took Chase back there when he was like 17 months old to rest because it was so busy out in the rest of Hollywood studios. We're like, oh, here's a quiet area. And we sat back near uh, Mama Melrose because it was not really open. It was just like, I think just opening at that time. And it was not a soul back there unless they were coming out of Muppets 3D. Right. Yeah, even that store's closed now. The Muppets store. Oh. They don't have that open anymore. That's sad. Well, pen traders, we have some new information for you. We know that pen trading has been around for a while, but things have changed at Disneyland. After the COVID-19 closures of 2020, cast member lanyards were set aside in favor of pen trading boards across Disney's parks. Lanyards have slowly started to return, but now a new rule has been put in place that could affect your experience again. Disney recently shared that pen trading outside the use of a lanyard will only be permitted in Disneyland Park near Westward Ho Trading Company from park opening until 3 p.m. Going forward, visitors will not be able to use benches or other structures to display pins and must remain with their item at all times. They will also only be permitted one trading bag for pin trading bags, 14 inches by 12 inches by 6 inches or smaller. And they will not be allowed to use decorations such as lights, signage, or displays. Keep that in mind. Um, Pin trader lanyards are still permitted around the parks. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that stuff, but did you do you remember seeing those people that had like books of pins that they had them lined up on the side of a bench and they were trying to trade out with people? I never paid too much attention. I saw like the little boards. No, there were like uh, guests there that had several notebooks full of these pins. This was Disneyland. And I thought, wow, that's really nice that they let them do that. And so when I saw this article, I was like, (laughs) so they're not going to let them do this anymore. Okay. Mm, I can see how that would get in the way. Okay. So what it's saying is that you can only have a lanyard amount of pins. Well, they'll let you have a 14 by 12 by six inch bag or smaller filled with pins. That's it. Which is interesting to me because Joey has the one zipper case. Now we bought it in World, so maybe that's the difference. Yeah. Um, he has the zipper notebook that has um, the pages are made with foam so that you can stick the pins in and display them. Hmm. Honestly, I don't know where that is. I'm scared to ask. Lots of pins. He doesn't know, probably. <laughs> 
I hope he does, but it, it'll have to live in my memories like the Thomas the Trains that went into the dumpster when they had to clean my basement. So, you know. So sad. Do you want a unique Disney World experience? The bigger question is, does your budget allow this? Disney's introducing a new one-night event at the Contemporary Resort called Alice's Whimsical World of Wonderland. And it's the New Year's Eve party. It's going to take place at California Grill, which I love and highly recommend. However, the price tag for this is a whopping $799 a person to attend. You're going to be able to interact with some rare characters. Disney says the following. Get your camera ready. You'll come face to face with the doorknob in the entryway. Then keep your eyes peeled for Alice, the Mad Hatter, and the March Hare. In the dining room, you may also get a chance to wave hello to Dinah the Hat Lady, but beware of the Queen of Hearts. It will surely be a merry party, complete with custom-crafted cocktails. The party also includes the White Rabbit as the DJ for the evening, and of course, you're ringing the new year with a champagne toast. Disney encourages partygoers to come dressed in their festive best. For menu details, you can Google California Grill New Year's Eve 2023. Now, this sounds like an exciting way to ring in the new year, but good night. Holy cow. Does that include like a hotel stay or something? Like, what? I don't think so. What? And that that's per person? Yes. $800 per person. Wow. Holy cow. You should have a, a whole reel of pictures with all those characters. Yeah. Ooh. It would be very neat to see some of those characters, but not for $800. But I mean, they only listed a handful. I know. True. Mad Hatter, Hair, Alice. Yeah. I didn't see the food or anything. I just, man, they said, did say there was, you know, a menu, but still it doesn't matter what you're serving. It's not $800 worth of food or drinks. Maybe it's those custom crafted cocktails. They're raising the price. Stephanie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that actually just went through my head too. The new prices, it'll eventually add up to $800. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this was exciting and yet also kind of a bummer. Bad. Yeah, Hollywood Studios hosted their first Jollywood Nights party on Saturday. And uh, if you've been listening to our show, this is something that Vicky and Chrissy are both super duper excited for um, because you both get to go, right? I know Chrissy does. You're going too, right, Vicky? Yes, I go next month. She goes this week, I think. Okay, sooner. Yeah, and they were so, so excited for it. But so far, the reviews have not been very positive. I will say I did see one good review. I'll save it to the end. Um, but people even went up to guest relations and they tried to get a refund. Um, you know, this isn't something that you're allowed to refund. It's a non-refundable ticket, but they were trying. They were doing their best. And some of them did get it. They did. Uh -huh. Maybe they threw a big enough fit about it. So just a few things to consider. This was the first night, uh, the first event that they've ever done. This was their very first one. I'm going to reiter reiterate that first. Okay. So yes, there's going to be some bumps along the way. And that's kind of what I heard. One of the biggest complaints was just that it wasn't very organized. People didn't know where to find things or what was available to them. And there wasn't a lot of information given out beforehand. So hopefully this is a live and learn type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then something else to consider is that all of the media and influencers were there on the exact same night. So you get a bunch of people walking around with their cameras out, taking videos and all that stuff happening. Um, if you do want to see it, you need to really choose a YouTuber that you trust. We typically like to listen to Kyle Palo or Tim the Tracker for things that we report on. The Tip Top Club is something that you can visit during the party. It's inside the Tower of Terror and you can get in at seven on the first night, um, but guests were let in at 6.45. Now, I will say the bummer about that is that it's seven instead of four, like some 
of the other parties. So I'm hoping that Disney will learn from this as well and maybe hear what some of the people are saying and maybe they will change that to a four o'clock entry. But right now it is seven. We are glad that they let us them in at 645 because it was getting a little bit crowded out there. I don't know if you guys saw any of those pictures, but those lines were looking rough. Um, but a lot of things like that Tip Top Club, the jazzy nights at the Brown Derby and other special foods weren't available until 830. So then you're in there wanting to do that stuff. And you couldn't even get to it until 8.30. So I think that's where some of that like disorganized came in. Um, and then, of course, the lines became really long for things like food and drink and snack because it wasn't open right away. And so people were spending a lot of time trying to get the food. Um, however, a bonus for the first night, DJ Callie was in Hollywood Studios filming for the Disney Christmas morning show. So that was exciting. I thought that was really random that they did that that night. Yeah. Um, I did see some people who said that they really enjoyed it. Um, they enjoyed the dressing up aspect and all the jazz music and all of the like, it was just kind of gave it a very different um, Christmas feel, but it was kind of more of like an older crowd. They said that they were over 40 and that that crowd would enjoy this. But a lot of those influencers who were there and giving all of their reports are more of the younger, like in their 20s partiers. And so it wasn't necessarily something that they would enjoy. So maybe that's why I got some of the bad reviews. I did like, because we do watch Kyle all the time. And at this point, I feel like he's a family but I felt like he was really trying to find the positives the whole night that he was doing it. He he didn't really poo-poo anything. He did show the lines. And that was the most disturbing thing, I think, to everybody. The lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because the one line to Fairfax. Oh, what's that called? Fairfax Fair. Is that right? Yeah. It's on uh, Sunset Boulevard on your way to, to uh, Hollywood Tower of Terror. It's on the left. The line started way down there by Tower of Terror and it was all the way wrapped around by Brown Derby. Oh. And he, he's like, what kind of food they sell in here? Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, when the line's that long, <laughs> you want to know. I don't know. Seems like they were underprepared. Yeah. And I think too, because of the Halloween party and the Christmas party in the Magic Kingdom, people assume that it's going to be less crowded because that's always been the way that it's gone, but this one did not look less crowded. Well, that was the thing that, and I have to say, I understand what they're saying. They've been doing these parties in the other park for how many years now? That's what they were saying. Wouldn't you know how many people you would need so that you could feed these people and that kind of stuff? I understood that perspective of it. My deal is I'm hoping since we're not going for another month. Now for Chrissy's sake, I hope they have it fixed before then because hers is very soon. But mine is either the last night or one of the last nights. And so I'm hoping by then they've worked out all the kinks. So a lot of those influencers, though, are probably there trying to get that exclusive stuff that you can. They're not writing rides because they can write them anytime. Correct. They are in line trying to get a picture, an Instagram worthy photo of a few of the new food items. So I could see how that would make the lines longer mm-hmm. um, where I bet the rides were pretty short. The Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along was a big hit. Vicky was able to watch Kyle Paolo's review of the show. It looks very cool, and it was a good call on Disney's part to add this to the party. It gave guests the opportunity to see one of their beloved and not-so-often-seen characters, Jack Skeleton and Oogie Boogie, who were a part of the event. Kermit and Miss Piggy's holiday show in the Beauty and the Beast Theater got mixed reviews. 
What we researched looked really good with Kermit and Miss Piggy hosting the show. Holiday songs were sung and cast members were dressed in their holiday best, dancing around the stage. We think people either like the Muppets or they don't. There was a lot of people really giving negative comments about this show, but I truly think it depends on how you feel about the Muppets. I can agree with that. I've watched it on three different bloggers. Maybe it's just me. I like the Muppets and I, I think it was well done. And they're a part of like Hollywood Studios, the Muppets. That's right. You know, Muppets 3D has been there forever. That whole area has been there forever. So it makes sense to kind of have them be hosting a show. And my daughter, who's 26, I thought was interesting. I want to go see Jack Skellington just because every that's like a big thing for everybody. But she actually wants to, she said, if I have to pick between them, I want to go see Muppets. Same. So I was like, <laughs> that says a lot because she's a lot younger than I am. And I grew up with Muppets. So right. I don't know. The food lines were crazy long and most of them remained long until later in the evening, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So if people came there for dinner, I'm sure that's part of the um, thing that made people upset. They were probably hangry. But the one thing that they did notice that was Disney was not using the mobile orders, which is weird because the places that a lot of the food was at usually do mobile ordering. So we're hoping that maybe they change it for the next nine events and they do make it mobile order because I feel like that would be a good thing for Disney. We also heard that Pizza Rizzo was the busiest it's been since it opened as Pizza to Planet with MGM Studios. Toward the end of the evening, it must not have been too bad because that was the one line that Kyle Palo was able to get some food to, you know, review for his blog. And he tried the flatbread pizza and a tiramisu puff. He said the olive and goat cheese flatbread wasn't the best that he'd ever had, but he enjoyed it because he said he was really hungry. And then the tiramisu puff was really good. ABC Commissary had one of the longest lines, and I guess it was because of its menu. And they had chicken empanadas with street corn. And then they had yucca con chicarone, which is fried pork belly with yucca, red pickled onions, and chili pepper lime seasoning. They also had mushroom tacos and birria tacos, which is shredded short rib and Monterey Jack. They also had several dessert choices and specialty drinks. Guests that we saw eating things seemed to enjoy the food. And I did watch two more vlogs today right before we came on so that I would have everybody that got to eat there said the food was really good, but they did have to wait for 20 or more minutes, depending on what time they got there in the line. They just wish that they could mobile order like they do on a regular day. I wouldn't want to spend my entire holiday party waiting in lines for food. I mean, it's just sad because, I mean, it's not cheap. Nope. None of the food actually didn't make me drool. <laughs> All right. Epic Eats has a, these were some very interesting things. I know. I think I would try these. Epic Eats had a spicy Korean chicken funnel cake. I'm thinking like chicken and waffles, you know? Yeah. Like it's a thing. So hmm. they had a brisket Reuben funnel cake that took chicken waffles to a different level of weird like i don't know if that one goes but i mean i'd give it a chance um then there was a s'mores funnel cake there we go uh, the chocolate and marshmallow lovers yes that makes sense um there was a samuel adams winter lager fairfax fair has holiday turkey popover um, just the sides popover is mac and cheese, collard greens with ham topped with a cranberry crumbs. There's a PB and J donut, 
Kermit's Frozen Banana Bliss, which is frozen banana covered with white chocolate and topped with caramel. And then there's a mistletoe martini. Gertie's Ice Cream of Extinction has a Christmas Gertie cookie, which is a sugar cookie with mint icing shaped like Gertie. And for all the Jollywood Nights food items, go to Disney Parks blog to get all of those details. We could have read all night about food. There's a lot of interesting foods. Mac and cheese. Anything with mac and cheese has got my heart. Sunset Seasons Greetings has returned to Disney's Hollywood Studios for the 2023 holiday season. With short videos featuring Mickey and Minnie, Toy Story, The Swedish Chef, and Olaf, they are projected onto Hollywood's Tower of Terror. This is a beautiful show that plays several times each night. The event is not only seen at Jollywood Nights. It's been a part of Hollywood Studios' Christmas season for over a few years now. Christmas decorations and lasers cover Sunset Boulevard, and you're even treated to snow, a.k.a. snope, to set the Christmas mood. It's truly a magical experience that only Disney is able to provide, and it's one of my favorites. I absolutely love seeing that show. I even love seeing it like when you're coming off the Skyliner and you can see it from afar. It's just like my favorite things that they do for Christmas time there. Yeah. I was glad that they had snow as well. Yes. I think they should pump snow in all the parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be fun. Nonstop. <laughs> well, I am doing a follow-up to a story that we did about Fantasmic in Disneyland. If you remember, there was a fire in April of this year that destroyed the dragon and caused Disney to close Fantasmic for a while. Some media sites were reporting that they just weren't going to bring Fantasmic back, but that they were going to have a New Orleans-based show because of the addition of Tiana's Bio Adventure, the ride that is replacing Splash Mountain. Well, it turns out that was indeed a rumor. So thanks to Lee Suggs, we found out this week that Disney will be bringing back Fantasmic to the Anaheim Park on May 24th, 2024. Disney released the news to their cast members at a recent meeting, and we are happy to hear that this guest favorite will once again be part of the nightly lineup. Yes, I appreciated Lee for letting me know that. And I feel bad because he had asked me to send him where I got that other story and I went on vacation and totally forgot about it. So then when he sent it to me, I was like, wah, 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 I let him down. <laughs> so thanks for not letting us down, Lee, and always being there to back up the stuff. Wait, but Fantasmic, the show itself is back. Are we talking about the dragon? No, the Fantasmic show is not at Disneyland. Oh, I don't know why I read that as Disney World. Mm-mm. And I was so confused because I'm like, yes, it is. No, it's not. And the dragon was gone when we went in March in the Disney World one. And my daughter was so excited in October because the dragon was back. She was just sad for my mom. She's like, I'm just sad grandma missed it. But she didn't know because she'd never seen it before. So she thought the show was amazing anyway. Of course. Was the fire that bad that it's going to take almost a year to reopen? Uh, No. You know, sometimes they feel like they're looking for excuses. Or they're like changing things around and or they just want to wait until the new year to focus on it. I don't know if they're just trying to make that dragon more safe or something. I have no idea. I'm glad they're bringing it back, though, because the article we read made it seem like it was really going away based on what they said. I mean, I know they always tell us rumors, but as Stephanie can attest, a lot of the times when we report something, it becomes truth. 
So my thought is that sometimes they like to do things so that people will continue to talk about them and they make it last a little bit longer and drag it out just to keep people guessing and wondering. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's back. It's been such a long time. I have to go again because I have to see the show because it's been gone for so long. And that's close to Memorial Day weekend. Yes, it is. They like to do things on Memorial Day weekend. They have a plan. Yeah. Very calculated thought out yes calculated <laughs> so just want to give a shout out to all our listeners thanks so much for always listening to us discuss recent news and rumors and listening to our playful banter every week we really appreciate it and please go to apple or podbean and give us a rating maybe a comment if you really want to make us happy and smile it would mean a lot to us we love hearing from you guys so be sure to let us know what you want to hear more about we're always reshaping our show we'd love to cater to your needs if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Rebecca, or me, Samantha, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show when Vicki, Stephanie, Matt, and Gina talk about Disney World versus Disneyland. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Second star to the right. It's a small world after all. Have a magical day, my friends. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the trees to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and the plants and you take a glance at the fancy ants and then maybe try a few, the bare necessities of life will come to you. They will come to you. They will come to you.